On today's podcast, we have Jenny Smiley with us. She is from Honey and Hank, here located in Dallas, Texas. Join me today as we celebrate Jenny. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm so glad that we can get connected and do this finally. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I know. Okay, so you have a warehouse full of things that need to be shipped out. So I won't keep you more <laughs> than necessary this morning. Sounds good. Okay, so we're just going to dive in if that's okay with you. Perfect. Are you originally from Dallas? I am. I am born and raised here in DFW, University Park specifically. Oh, okay. Well, I've lived in Lakewood for over 10 years. That, yeah, that's so close. That's crazy. I know. We probably shopped at some of the same stores when we were bebopping around. And then, <laughs> you have, and then you have two kids with your husband, a boy and a girl. Is that right? That's right. My daughter is six, almost seven, and my son is five. So how did you get started with Honey and Hank? What is the backstory with it? So we started Honey and Hank... Um, Originally, you know, this was an idea that my husband Taylor and I had been dreaming about, um, just the concept of a brand that celebrated places that were meaningful. Um, Taylor had spent three or four years living in New Orleans and really kind of had a crush on some of those local brands that really did a great job there in New Orleans of celebrating that city. And I was really interested in this concept because I've always been super, um, I guess, just interested and attracted to like things that were hidden. (laughs) Yes. Um, Like like, where's Waldo? Well, like where's Waldo? Or like I loved secret rooms. My when we were growing up, um, my dad is super creative. He's an artist and that's not what he did for his you know, main job, he just kind of did it on the side. But then also, he would build, he would design and build homes when we would move into them and then sell them two years later and move and do it again. So I grew up, you know, living in a series of of different houses. And my dad would always try to incorporate like a secret room or a secret door or secret passageway or something in all of our houses. Um, just because I liked it so much. And my favorite one was my, the house that we lived in. Um, I guess I was in middle school and from our, we had a craft room slash laundry room upstairs and there was a, um, it was a panel door and you would open it and it was a secret staircase that led up to the attic. And that was really cool. So (laughs) Anyways, I'm I'm going off topic, but the point is I've always loved the idea of something that's hidden that you have to know about in order to kind of be on the inside. And so um I I basically originally thought we were going to be trying to celebrate um the place of um different cities, kind of like the the New Orleans idea, but then pretty quickly we realized that there wasn't going to be a way to know all the the things about every city in the country because we haven't lived in every city in the country right uh so I was like well forever and we don't know someone who's lived in every city and so I was kind of just 
thinking on this idea and just trying to figure out like what's the the way forward here and I was um with my extended family and I was talking with my brother-in-law who is a really entrepreneurial guy and I was telling him kind of where I was stuck and he was like well can't you just do states or something that's like not city specific and then like all of a sudden it hit me I was like yes I could because the people people identify with the shapes of states um yes. and yeah. so especially I, Texas especially Texas so I went home and um I sketched all 50 states and that night was the night that I was like the one that I I stayed up all night long and it was sort of this whirlwind night of inspiration. And once I sketched all the states, I digitized them and brought them into Adobe, which is the program that I use to, to design everything and just started playing with them to see what would happen. And I'm telling you, these patterns just sort of emerged off of the screen. I mean, they were just like, sometimes they'd emerge in like, 30 seconds and I was like oh my gosh that looks beautiful and then you know I, it just really started going from there and one of my favorite um, prints and kind of the one that really kind of gave me goosebumps and made me realize that this was going to be something was um, when I did the the 50 states blue hydrangea oh yeah and I was like oh wow like this, I think I'm really onto something here and so the next morning when Taylor, my husband woke up, I was like, I think, I think I have something because I had been like Googling, trying to find anything else like this out there to make sure I wasn't, you know, just kind of doing same song, second verse. And there's nothing like it out there. There's and not. so I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Like, this is really exciting. So it's so- super exciting because I've never seen anything like this. And it's so cute because the Texas blue bonnet, you know, I'm blue bonnet home. So of course I'm going nuts over the blue bonnet (laughs) in the blue bonnet itself is a little Texas, the shape of Texas to create the actual blue bonnet. So it just feels like a more modern print, but it's a traditional look. I mean, I don't know how to, I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. So it's using the shape of the state. Or another icon, I ended up doing, you know, expanding on the idea beyond just shapes of states, but I've used them to, you know, flip, rotate, scale, make them just as like a graphic element that I could use in any way to make another overall print. But when you look closely, you could see the shape of Texas or the shape of Louisiana or the shape of... New York or whatever the, the pattern is. And so it has some meaning to it because you're like, Oh, that's a pretty print. But then you look closely and you see something a little bit deeper. It's so cute. I've got like 50 cocktail napkins in my cart right now. <laughs> I'm trying to decide what I want to do. So how did you get started drawing? I didn't know that you were an artist. Yeah. So I, I mentioned that my dad is an artist. Um, I've I've grown up, that was always my favorite subject in school. And um, yeah, I I just, I love to draw. I've had a sketchbook since I was little. In fact, I found my old sketchbook that was my dad had given me from when I was little growing up and I gave it to my daughter, Clara. And so it's so fun to like go back and look at all of my old sketches and then like 
her, seeing hers and how they're kind of progressing too, which is really fun. Did you study art in school or did you study something else? Well, I started out as an, uh, as an architecture major. Um, oh. I was really, I really thought I wanted to do interior design. Yes. Um, and I went to Texas A&M whoop and, um, <laughs> And I was an architecture major because that was the closest degree that they had to interior design. They don't actually have a degree in interior design at A&M. Don't ask me why I chose to go to a school that didn't have the major I wanted, but whatever. Um, (laughs) It happens. So, you know, whatever. Um, And I was in that for a year and realized, I was like, wait, it's like one of the hardest majors at in the entire school it's extremely hard and I did well in it but I was like why am I killing myself I don't even want to be an architect like what what am I doing here and so I ended up changing majors um to be I was a I ended up being a communications major but then I still minored in art and architectural history okay anyways yeah and so that was my degree but then right out of school, I went to work for an interior designer and kind of went on that track. So, well, that makes sense why you're, you did home goods with honey Mm -hmm. and because that's naturally where your interest is. Do you, how do you think your dad had an impact on you? I mean, I think he's just always taught me to kind of see the beauty in things and to see color and to, I mean, he taught me how to sketch from when I was very small Um, and so it's kind of it's just fun as as I look back kind of over my life and the the people who have influenced me I would say my dad is a huge influence in that way but then also my grandmother my dad's mom who's still alive actually um, her name is Deanie hi Um, Deanie she taught me to sew and um, so she used to have a, um, a house up in Ridosa, New Mexico. Yeah. And we would always go up there. She would have us up one at a time over the summer and we'd spend a week or two up there. And um, one of my favorite things to do, she had a, a sewing room and um, she taught me how to, to use the sewing machine. And she just had a ton of different like scrap fabrics that were just available for use. And we would, I would be down there for hours, hours, just letting my imagination run. And like my favorite thing to do was, so my grandfather had a woodworking shop and he, we built a doll bed out of wood. And then I made doll bedding for the bed. I could have cared less about the doll. I just (laughs) wanted to make the bedding. You know, I was, I was more interested in the, the bedding and I came home I think I was probably like nine or ten years old and I came home and I told my mom I was like I want to be a bedding designer when I grow up and she was like okay I'm not sure that's like a job but we'll see what we can do (laughs) it's funny because things that I thought about that my interests lied when I was young and what I'm doing now I would have never in a million years thought that there was a job yeah, I pick paint colors. Exactly. Or I can help people decorate their homes and just tell them what to do. And then they just do that. And right. so, you know, it blows my mind how such little things in our childhood 
help catapult us into what we're doing as an adult. And I'm so fascinated, particularly with creatives and entrepreneurs and artists about their journey, like how they got there. Mm. Because you started out where you grew up with your dad being an architect. And then now you have, you had your own home goods line that you created all the artwork for. And then now you're transitioning into what? So I'm, I'm in the process of transitioning Honey and Hank from being a product-based business um, that has channels in wholesale and e-commerce to almost exclusively being a, a collaborative line. So I will create prints, some of them use, using existing prints and sometimes new ones, and working with brands um, to put those, bring those to life on their products. So I'm not going to be stocking any more products, um, but my art will continue to live on with, you know, collaborating with other brands. If that makes That's, sense. Yes. It's so exciting. This is so cool because now you can focus just on your art and not hustling to have to you know, sell the items that you produce. So exactly. it will really take, a, it will take the strain off of it and it really should make it more fun for you. I know. I'm really, I'm very excited about it actually. I mean, a big part of the the reason for the transition is to be with my, with my kiddos more. Um, yeah. I will say that over the last four years since I started Honey and Hank, it's been, it's been a, a quite the hustle, um, you know, tons of travel, tons of, um, you know, babysitters and a nanny. And, and I just, I kind of looked up and realized that I'm, you know, my daughter is six and it seems like she's going on 16 Yeah, and I'm, you know, I don't know how, know how much longer I have where she actually really wants to be with me. (laughs) So uh, I was like, I should probably spend a little bit more time with them while I, while they want to. So yeah, exactly. While they're little, while they're little. Yeah, I, I understand that. I get that completely. She, mine's 11, so she's on the transition out. Okay, yep, yep. You, she's got one foot in the door, one foot out the door. Uh-huh. So I totally <laughs> get that. So you mentioned that you sketch, and then you create your product, into you upload it into Adobe, and then that creates a digital art to where you can manipulate it. You That's can, right. And then I do, um, sometimes I will bring it back. I will print it once I've arranged all of the the shapes, yeah. I will print it out and then put it back on a larger format paper and then come back with pastel oh, um, to add like the, the texture to it, especially if I'm, um, I did, I did a collaboration last year with urban garden prints and did the blue hydrangea and the pink hydrangea as botanical prints that were like art, like frameable art. Yes, I and saw that. It was really cute. It was I, oversized, right? Yeah, they're they're available in you know from eight eight by tens all the way up to like I don't know forty by sixty or something very large. I don't remember the exact dimensions, but um, yeah. So that and 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 I think you know part of my going forward is just the ability to have more space for for kind of artistic creativity and artistic endeavors and so I'm hoping to do more um, art with urban garden prints more more printable things 
I know that you're going to end up on some sheets and some bedding somewhere. <laughs> I hope so. And you can tell, what was it, your grandma? You could tell her that um, I did. I did do what I said I, I was going to do. I did finally do it. Yes. <laughs> do it. Well, one of my, one of, one of the prints that I think is really fun and sweet, and you know, I love pastels, mm. but I, I mean, I like all different colors for different reasons, but the April, I call it April showers. I don't know what it's called. It's with the rain boots. Oh, the showers, flowers, showers, flowers. It's so cute. It's super bright and it's fun and playful. I have it sitting in my hall closet, just waiting for April and I'm going to get it out then. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like waiting. I gave my sister the golden retriever one that's green and black and white. Uh, I gave that to her actually on Sunday. So she was so excited. She's getting her puppy on Saturday. Oh, that's so sweet. I love that. Yes. So I'll have to get her to take some pictures for us. So you totally. can, so you can see that. I've seen people use the tea towels for like little, <gasps> they'll cut them and use them for like dog bandanas too. Oh my gosh. That's cute idea. Yeah. That's really cute. So right now you're in the transition of going from a product space business to being a collaborative design business. So you have, you have the warehouse in Dallas. Is it open to the public or is it just open on certain days? Well, yes. I mean, a lot of times people will come through and they'll, if they chose local pickup for their orders and then they'll say, Oh, I'd like to look in the back and see if there's anything else I want. And we're, you know, we're thrilled for people to do that. We're generally there from uh, 10 to three is a safe time frame. We may be there earlier or later, but we can't guarantee it. So we're all moms and we're yes. <laughs> from, you know, drop off school drop-offs and pickups and stuff. So where, where was your print on a dress? Cause it's super cute. The hydrangea print. Oh, uh, the, the magnolia print. And we did the peony print and the magnolia print. We did a small capsule collection of dresses ourselves. So we have an in-house seamstress and she made them all for, for us. We only, I think we only launched like 40 or 50 of each print. So, I mean, total, like total number of units. And so it was, they went really fast, but it was really fun. It's super cute. And your mom, honey. Uh Uh-huh. So my my parents, that's what Honey and Hank is named after are my parents. That's their grandparent names. I love it. Hank is your daddy's granddad name? Yes. So cute. Okay, I was going to ask you why why Honey and Hank was relevant. I wasn't sure. But Honey is is the grandma name of your mom. That's right. And their names are Jan and Rob Hankinson. But my dad goes by Hank and my mom goes by Honey. That's so cute. So I bet they are super proud of you. They are. And I mean, they are a big reason why I've been able to, to really pursue this dream. Um, you know, because my mom has been super involved with helping with the kids. And, you know, when I start, when I started this, Paul was one and Clara was two and a half. So you know, I needed a lot of help. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, you couldn't you know, have done it without them. I know. And I feel like my mom is, she's shows up for every market, every, you know, pop-up shop, everything that we've done, you know, she's like my sidekick. So it's been really fun. And you have been featured in Real Simple, Country Living, Oprah Magazine, Southern Living, and Good Morning America. How did I miss you on the Good Morning America? <laughs> Well, we did deals and steals with Good Morning America, the, you know, the Tori Johnson segment on Good Morning America. So we've done that um, 
think we did it five times. So um, that was really fun and exciting. And, you know, we kind of didn't know. That's actually kind of a fun story of how that happened. So um, I, I was connected with them through a mutual friend. And when I, I had initially reached out to her because she had just done it and I said, tell me how this works, you know, how, you know, just kind of walk me through it. And she told me and then she said, well, um, I'll send you the contact information of the person you need to reach out to. And then when you're ready, you can reach out. And I said, great. I wasn't at that point. I was still working out of my house. I didn't have any employees. I was, you know, set up in my dining room and five minutes later, I got an email where she said, hi, this is, you know, I'd like to connect you with Jenny Smiley of Honey and Hank. They have a state concept, and I think she'd be a really great fit for deals and seals. And I was like, oh, I thought she was just going to send me the contact. I didn't know she was actually connecting me right now. Oh, well, then 10 minutes later, a response comes through. This sounds great. We'd love to do it. When can you go on air? And I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was like, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. But I, you say yes, because yeah. you have to. You have to and say so yes you and just, you figure it out. You figure later. it out. Yeah. And you're like, oh, my gosh. So I, yeah. It was kind How of did a you swing trip. it? Like, what happened? How did you well, get it all together? I was, I was able to push it off for, I want to say I was able to push it out about six, five to six months from then. Okay, good. Um, you had a little time. I had a little bit of time, but I had a, a firm date to kind of aim towards and was able to get in the product that I needed. And I had an office at that point, just a little like thousand square foot office. It was tiny. And then I imported my entire family, including my cousins, my aunt and uncle, my sister and brother-in-law, my mom and dad. Like I had probably 14 people there to help fulfill the orders because part of the deal with deals and seals is you have to um, ship out the orders within three business days. And so you have this huge volume of orders and then you have to turn it around in like three days. So it was like all hands on deck for sure. (laughs) How old were the kids when you were doing this? Um, one in three. Yeah, no, they were, they were, this was probably a year and a half in. So they were probably two and a half and four, maybe. I, I don't know if that makes it any better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's so neat. And then yeah. you have a collaboration with Estelle Colored Glass. Is that right? I did. Yes. We had an awesome collaboration last year um, where I designed a print using the shape of her iconic glasses. And it's this kind of beautiful floral print. Um, but if you look closely, you'll see the Estelle blue glasses. Mm-hmm. It's cute. And, yeah. And that did really well. Um, and we did with that collaboration, we d- shared a portion of proceeds um, with her uh, charity that she's on the board of. Besides the stateside collections, I would say, I don't want to say their school, like collegiate stuff, but college game day like the colors right yes so you know we really felt like that the the schools there's a lot of school pride associated with you know collegiate sports and stuff but not everybody necessarily wants to have a big 
you know, logo all over something. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I think especially maybe like the students do, but then once you kind of graduate and you're like, okay, I'm more interested in the colors. I'll support with the colors. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, you know, we, we launched, um, we have, you know, at least one for all of the SEC schools. Um, and then we have all the Texas schools have one. And so it's not like across the board, but we do have a lot, most of the major colleges we do have one for them at least the colors the state color combo (laughs) I was gonna say uh, I know I could make because I went to Texas Tech so I could I could flub with like the bulldog tweed or we have Texas Tech we have the Texas boots in the red and black you do Mm mm-hmm yeah oh I missed that yeah we still have the bandanas of those we're out you do oh Mm -hmm. is it okay on your website you do uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, I need to put that in my cart. So if I put Texas Tech, I can find it? No, it's not going to be under the school name because we don't have the rights for that. It's just by state and color combination. So you just look for Texas boots, bandana, and then just do the, the red and black one. Cute. I know. It's so hard. I wanted to go to TCU because I liked purple. <laughs> Isn't that funny? When I was growing up, that's where I wanted to go to school. <laughs> So funny. <laughs> I know. And then I went to tech. Where'd you go to college? Uh, I went to A&M. That's right. You went to A&M. My sister-in-law went there. Well, that's cute. I always said that I would um, date a boy from tech, but marry a boy from A&M. <laughs> because it was like a different breed. You know, they're more studious and smarter. And But anyways, I married a boy from tech and he's studious. <laughs> So well, I didn't marry a boy from A&M. My husband went to the University of Richmond in Virginia. So, Oh, how did you guys meet? Uh, we met through a mutual friend. Um, it was, I was, I was, let's see, I was 28, 27 when we met and 28 when we got engaged and 29 when we got married. He said, I'm going to put a ring on that. I do yeah. not let you go <laughs> he's like sign sealed and delivered I'm getting that ring on her and, and your last name is a happy last name I love I it oh I know I love it too I feel like there's so many ones you could end up with that are very hard to say or you know but it's like smiley so easy and happy and fun so could you tell me about the collaboration with uh, the Omni Hotels and Resorts yeah so that one was really fun. Um, it, it happened through um, a girl who, who worked um, for my husband, Taylor. Um, he works for an ad agency here in Dallas. And um, she reached out and said, hey, would you be open to, for having a quick call? And I said, sure. And so she arranged this call and we got on there and they said, we've had this last minute idea of doing um, – these mugs and having this hot chocolate experiential kind of package. And we'd love to find, you know, a designer that we could partner with to do the art on these mugs. And the only thing is we have to have it or in the order in process in two weeks. And I was like, Oh, Oh. well, the good thing is I do all the art myself. So I can turn that around pretty quickly. And they were like, great, let's do it. I was like, okay. (laughs) So um, it was really fun. And their team is really, they're really sweet. And I like them a lot. So hopefully we'll be able to do another one next year. 
I still can't believe that you freehand all of the states. Well, yeah. I mean, they're not perfect, but, you know, when you shrink them down, they look less messy. (laughs) (laughs) I think they look so good. Okay, look, I I have an affection for artists because that's not my wheelhouse. I'm extremely creative, but it hasn't been something like I, I... I have something in my head, but I can't translate it onto the canvas or something. And I just started painting about 18 months ago, like abstract art. So that's, but I'm, it's still very, it's this love hate relationship. It's this imposter syndrome. I don't know what I'm doing. You know, the studio's upstairs. So it's very, it's like a, it's a deal when you have to go and create, you know, you gotta like Mm -hmm. be in the mood. And because I made, some things that I like, it's almost intimidating because I'm so scared. Can I recreate it? So Mm -hmm. I have so much respect for artists that just keep pursuing it and keep doing it because I don't, I didn't have that natural knack for any of that. So it's fascinating to me. And then you also, and then I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, you know, I think, I do think a blank canvas is very intimidating. You're like, what am I going to create? Mm. But I think that I'm a, I'm the type person that does really well if I can kind of create some guardrails for myself. And I think that's why I've really enjoyed this whole kind of ecosystem of using the states or using other icons because it sort of gives me parameters that I can work within. And, you know, I feel freedom within the boundaries of, of the things I've set up for myself. Yeah. So it's not like go create anything. That's like super intimidating. It's like, okay, go use this thing to create something that would make sense for that thing. And you're like, oh, I can do that. That does make sense to me because I will tell you sometimes when I have roadblocks of things that I can't do, let's say there's a birthday party and I have a theme and my budget is X, Y, and Z. And I want to have, you know, this kind of backdrop. Well, then I have to work and use my creativity so much more to get what I want out of it, to get to that end result than if I did, if I just had unlimited access to whatever. So I will say having a roadblock or having boundaries like you were talking about does kind of fuel your creativity, at least for me more. Totally. It, get, it gives you some kind of hand guardrails to hold on to, like some handrails. You're like, okay, I can do this. I'll tell you a handrail that I like. It's that O-ring, the overture ring. <laughs> yes, that's, that's been so fun. Yes. Yeah, so tell me a little bit about how you got connected with the girls. Over- Caroline and Janie are the owners of OVenture. And that's a really fun story. So last year at Atlanta Market, we were um, selected. We were both selected, OVenture and Honey and Hank, um, to be included in a presentation, um, which was in person on stage, but not you know televised or anything. But it was um, some of the favorite brands that uh, Tori Johnson from GMA and Adam Glassman, who's the creative director for O Magazine. Mm. Um, and they said they wanted to highlight some of their favorite brands. And so we were both included and it was really fun. And I just, I, it felt very much like an out-of-body experience. Like Aww. how, how am I up there with all these other brands? Like I was just so blown away. But anyways, afterwards we were all kind of like standing in line to talk to Adam and to talk to Tori and um, Janie and I were in line next to each other waiting to talk to Adam and 
that's when we kind of hatched this whole plan. You know, we were like, wait, you know, we've known about each other, known that we were with Dallas companies and, and, you know, admired each other. And then we were like, why, why we should collaborate. We should do something together. And then um, the next week when we got back, we went to lunch and kind of further kind of, I guess, fleshed that out. And, you know, it was kind of off to the races from there. So we just launched that collaboration last week and we were supposed to launch it in January leading into um, Valentine's Day, but they had brought um, the samples to market in January and sold through all of their inventory. And they were like, we can't launch it for online because we were completely sold out. It, It did so well. So we were like, well, I guess that's not a bad problem. <laughs> it is not. It is not a bad problem. And I love it because it's the 50 states with the hydrangeas. So it represents every, everybody. And then you have a blue and then the pink. Well, the pink is the peony print and the okay. blue is the hydrangea. So maybe they're I, both 50 states uh, though. Maybe I changed my mind. Maybe I like the pink more. I love peonies. That was my wedding flower. Oh, that's so awesome. Yes. So... I can't wait to see who's going to ask you to create art and for what that's going to be really cool to have some random company come up to you and say like Hunter boots and say, okay, well, we need you to come up with something for the the socks, the design on the socks for the inside of the soles. So, and the little peekaboo that comes out. I mean, you could be doing anything. I know. I know. I'm so excited. We have some really fun ones lined up for this year and, um, so, but it's exciting to see, you know, I mean, just who comes along and is interested and we're, we're thrilled to partner with all different kinds of companies. So, yeah, that's, I mean, that's really a really cool experience, especially since your heart's desire is to spend more time with your family and this will allow you to be able to do that. Exactly. Exactly. So how can people purchase items from you? Well, right now, um, you can go to honeyandhank.com, and we are in the process of trying to sell through all of our product inventory and as we transition. So everything is 75% off. So it's a fabulous deal. Um, and there's a lot that is sold out, but there we do still have, you know, a lot of things. We have the peony print in most things that are available, which people love. We're sold out of the blue hydrangea, everything. Oh, well, but, that's, we, but we do have the Magnolia, which is another 50 state print, which is a white flower on a blue background with green leaves. And it's really pretty. Um, that's a good like substitute. If you wanted the blue hydrangea, you can get the blue Magnolia. Um, and there's camo. There's a lot of 50 state prints that we have still available. So the fish one. Is there a state inside the fish one? Yes. It's North Carolina. It's North Carolina. It's yeah. so cute. I could, you know, because I get caught up on the theme. So I think, oh, well, I can't do that because I'm not interested in fishing or I'm not with that state. But it's really cute and the colors are really good. So I have to, re- I have to remind myself. It doesn't matter if I live in that state or not, because not everybody, it's a peekaboo. Exactly. Like it's hidden. So it, nobody's going to look at it and go, oh, well, well, you don't, you're not from Tennessee. You can't have that. Right. Right. Well, and that one I did for North Carolina because um, my 
in-laws have a place in North Carolina and we go every summer and my husband is a fly fisherman there. So he catches trout in North Carolina. So I was like, I have to do trout. (laughs) So do you have a favorite design that you have done in the past? I know that's a very hard hard, question. It's hard to say. I would say the blue hydrangea was the initial one that gave me chills. So I kind of, it has a special place in my heart. Um, I will say that the Kentucky Derby horse Yes. It's another one that I was really determined to make work. Um, and it took a while to get the the legs and the hooves right to where, because I was only using the shape of Kentucky. There's no other shapes in there. And so getting it to look like it was, you know, had movement and was really running um, was tricky, but I'm thrilled with how it came out. Are you still doing the embroidery stuff? Is, is no, that... no, okay. we're not. We've actually turned that off. Um, so I figured, I figured, don't have time to be because we did it all in house, and I have two machines. Which, if anyone's listening and they're interested in purchasing embroidery machines for a really great deal, you can reach out to me because we're trying to sell them. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, what kind of machine is it? Because I do know people that possibly could. Use. Oh, um, it's a a um. Oh gosh, I, I saw the machine. It's big. Yes, it's a it's a six needle. Um, and I'm trying to remember the brand. It's okay. We'll 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 get we'll get everything sold. Yes, I yeah. live to just be designing everything and not have to worry exactly. about it. exactly like so. anything else. <laughs> what about the Christmas wreaths? Which one that has all the fifty states in it too? It does all fifty states. That oh. one has been super popular. Um, we, we buy a huge number of them or have bought a huge number of them every holiday season. And I, we buy more every year and, and every year we sell through them and we're sold out. And it's just like, you know, I don't know how you, people just love it, you know? So, so we've got tea towels, pillow, slip covers for the pillows, um, hair ties, like the headbands with the knots on top that everybody yep. is loving napkins. And napkins. We have bandanas. Okay. We have hard like cork back placemats. Oh, and then the coasters and the coasters. Um, we used to have the woven placemats that we would kind of mix in to like break up like pattern on pattern, mm-hmm. but those are completely sold out. And we also had the woven cups, like the glasses that had the kind of rattan yeah. covers and we sold out of those. That's good though. I'm so happy that you're selling out of stuff because I saw the warehouse. It's it's actually beautiful. I've been in quite a bit, few warehouses and they're not clean. There's <laughs> there's not a potty you want to go into or anything. And then the night, it's a showroom and a warehouse. It's clean. It can be open to the public from ten to three. It's in Dallas. That's right. And so is it best just for them to just but- show up at the time or? To maybe just place an order online and pick up. And then when you come to yes. pick up. Then yes. You then you can kind of shop some more. Um, but please bear with us because we are really trying to catch up on all of our orders. Um, we've had such a huge wave of orders. And we've, we're have we working around the clock to try and to get them out. But um, we're still a little behind. Um, so yeah. <laughs> I apologize about that. Well, Yeah. And you're not, I mean, so pretty much you guys just need to be packing the orders up. So you're not going to be able to sit there and babysit anybody while they're shopping. So it's just probably easier for them 
just to order online. They need to come and pick it up and then they want to do it, then they can. Well, I mean, you're going to, things are selling out. So I would recommend buying them online because that, that that's going to be the, where the, you know, we know what the inventory is available or not available. Mm-hmm. And then you can secure it there and then come pick it up. And, and then if there's something else you see when you come pick it up, then great. But that way you've at least got lo- got locked in on the thing that you you know, really want to buy. You know, another one that was really cute. I think it's the colors for me that get me that April, the showers one, uh-huh. showers, flowers, showers, flowers. And then the one with the navy blue background that had, it was cactus. Was it a Texas, ca- a prickly pear? We cactus? did have a prickly pear cactus in Navy. Yeah. We, uh, we're completely sold out of it, but we have, well, I guess we're sold out of the gray as well. We have, we had it in Navy and gray. But it's the prickly pear cactus made out of Texas's. Yes, that's why it's sold out because you're in Texas. Yes, all the Texas stuff is is sold out, unfortunately. That's okay. I told you I'm going to have to, like, whatever blue bonnet stuff is left over, I'm just going to have to, like, come get all the. <laughs> <laughs> well, we um, do have the coasters. We do have the blue bonnet coasters. So those, and then we have the blue bonnet, um, the Texas blue bonnet paper cocktail napkins. I think we do. Actually, I haven't looked today to see what the inventory levels are on those but yeah check, as the, of, check the inventory levels and send me all the numbers <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> um but anyways what I do this get bit with all the guests and we talk about the paint colors in their homes do you happen to know what paint colors are in your house um yes so I basically have two colors um, I have a gray, which I'm not in love with right now. I'm actually thinking about repainting all of it white and just kind of having a clean backdrop and then really focusing more on the art and the decor. Um, you said it. Okay. What are the most popular whites for Sherwin-Williams? Oh, for whites? Or yeah. Alabaster. Alabaster. That's what it is. Alabaster. Um, uh, for Benjamin Moore, review, review, review. It's Revere. It's Revere Pewter, but seventy-five percent opacity. It's a lighter version of it. Revere Pewter. Yeah. Okay, is it? So, whenever you want to cut a color of paint, you always tell them how much pigment you want because there's always hundred percent paint and hundred percent pigment in each can. Uh-huh. So, is there only twenty-five percent pigment in it? Or is no, there's seventy-five percent. Okay, so Revere yeah. Pewter. 25%. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's just 25% lighter. So it's just like a hair lighter. Yes. Yes. And it does look good with alabaster. Yeah. And I just was, when we first moved into my house, which I, I, I basically, <laughs> uh, I did, I was the GC for it because I, we were trying to save money. Right. And, um, so I, you know, I hired all the subs and pulled all the permits and I had to like go and get my contractor's license, which is hilarious, but I did. And, um, (laughs) (laughs) they obviously don't know your background. Yeah. They were like, I mean, basically it's just a fee that you pay to the city. Like they don't, there's no test or anything. It's like, here, pay your $400. You're now a contractor, you know? (laughs) Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. It's so funny. We, we redid the kitchen, which I, I do love our kitchen. Um, and we redid, we added wood floors throughout hardwoods. Um, and we changed, we added crown molding, which at the time I wouldn't have done it now, I think, but at the time was very in, 
I love and I love a crown ball chain. I'm yeah. such a traditionalist though. But I feel like, you know, I what I want now is like I want smooth walls and I want, you know, no crown and I want, you know, I just want it to be like clean and crisp and um but and we have paneling on that was already on like our whole kitchen and living room or den and we painted all of that alabaster white so it's kind of it's sort of like nantuckety sort of looking yeah and alabaster is a great color and especially if you're going to have a bunch of prints and patterns and stuff you could do alabaster walls and alabaster trim and it'll look really pretty yeah that's kind of what I'm thinking too do you have a ranch style house it is yeah yeah, just do alabaster on alabaster. That's why you don't like the crown molding is because you have a low pitch roof. So, but if you just paint it all alabaster, it'll be seamless and you won't have that cut off and right. you'll be happier. Yeah. I'll tell yeah. you which paint products to use on your walls. Please. Tell me. Yes. So on your ceiling, super paint, because it doesn't leave lines. According to the painter, that's what they prefer. It's going to be flat paint on your ceilings. My favorite paint for walls from Sharon Williams, if you're going to use that brand, is Duration. Okay. And you need something that's washable and durable because you do have two children and you're married and, you know, boys are just boys. Yep. So I have satin in my home and I love it. There is a matte finish that is washable and durable that has a lower sheen. It kind of just looks like velvet. It's just really pretty and yummy. Mm. Okay. So, do they have an eggshell? So at Sherwin Williams, the terms eggshell and satin are interchangeable depending on if it's with the contractor paint line or the residential paint line. Okay. So um, I know at other paint lines, eggshell is a lower sheen than satin, but it's not, it's not too shiny. You could do the matte. At least you could try it. You could start painting and just try the matte, you know, in one of the rooms and see how mm -hmm. you like it. And then if you want to go with satin. Okay. Well, here's a question for you. What if the painter is like, hey, we can obviously match any color if we go to Lowe's or Home Depot and use their paint line and we can match, you no. know, Sherwin Williams color. What is your perspective on that? No. <laughs> if you want, well, here's, here's the, the short answer is no. The long answer is if you want a Sherwin Williams color to look like it does on the paint chip, you need to buy the products at Sherwin Williams. Lowe's is all the paint at Lowe's is owned by Sherwin Williams. They bought out Valspar about six years ago, I guess. And so Sherwin Williams does own that paint. Some of the paints do cross over. So let's say you do go to Lowe's and they have the alabaster swatch there. Uh -huh. Then you could, you could get alabaster at Lowe's in that particular product. But if you are, you don't do it at Home Depot because... Okay. Home Depot and Benjamin Moore, Kelly Moore, and PPG, their base paints are brighter. Okay. And the tints are different. So every, just like with clothing, all the dyes that they use are going to be different. All the manufacturers for the materials that they use are different. So Sherwin-Williams does everything in-house. Okay. So they even make the production of the cans. They produce their own tints. They do everything. Other paint companies don't do that. They outsource the products. So uh, okay. everybody's base paint is going to look different. It's going to be a different shade of white and everybody's pigments that they use are going to be, are going to vary based on where they get their pigments from for their tints and dyes. So if you want 
a color to look like your paint chip, you do need to go to that specific paint line and that store to get it. But there's something out there for everybody. So if somebody is looking for a cost-effective way of doing a color match, um, then I would suggest you just find this, like, then you just can't be picky. Right, right. I will tell you, if this is, this is the, the biggest example I can give. I've been in a home that had purple walls because they pick accessible beige from Sherwin-Williams and they went <laughs> to the depot to get it painted. And the, the woman was crying saying, I don't, I don't know what happened. I was out of, I was in Holland. I came home and my husband painted the whole house for me. It's purple. I don't like it. I need you to help me to change it. And so we found out the reason why it was purple was because the painter didn't use the products that she was wanting. Uh-huh. You know, we'd picked a different paint line. And so it, it all got fixed, but that's the long answer of it. <laughs> That okay, that's good to know. I that I did not know that Valspar is owned by Sherwin Williams. That's good to know. Yeah, that's my. I mean, I know too much information about paint. Look, that's not too much information. That just makes you really be very an interesting, helpful, intelligent person. You know. <laughs> well, it's just the fact of my daddy's been in the paint industry my whole life, and my mom worked for a designer. So, mm-hmm. you know, I was yawning and crying, and you know, just bored out of my tears talking about paint and here I am being that adult that's talking about paint but I mean they're <laughs> people usually are paying me and asking me all sorts of questions I don't mind I love it it's it comes second nature I would just say if you're gonna go to a big box store to get the paint um Sherwin Williams you would want to go to Lowe's and Benjamin Moore you would not go to Home Depot okay. because the base tints are brighter okay but, good to know but, yeah yeah. Sounds good. Yes. Hopefully I didn't make your ears bleed with all that. Not at all. I asked the question. I'm interested to hear the answer. Okay. Your mom is is hot mom. Like she's not <laughs> you tell her you tell her that you talked to Miss Faith this morning and that uh that I said she doesn't look like a grandma. She looks <laughs> she just looks like a hot mom. She's so cute. Y'all look so much alike. My gosh. Everyone always tells us that. She's, she's so great. She's so great. How old are the babies now? How old did you say? The- um, my daughter is six. She'll be seven in April and my son is five. Oh my gosh. Mm. So they're growing up. So they're growing great. up. It's crazy. My sister just had a baby last week <gasps> and holding him. I'm just like, Oh, baby fever. Yeah, well, I mean, that's not medically possible at this point, but like for us, but um, it does make me like realize how quickly I'm like, I feels like not that long ago that mine were that little, you know, and here we are. I know it, they say it goes by fast, but it feels like it takes forever. Yeah. My mother-in-law always says um, that a day feels like a year and a year feels like a day. Oh, that's true. I feel that. Yeah. Do you have anything coming up that we need to talk about or promote? Um, well, we are going to be having another fun collaboration launching here in the next several weeks. Um, and then another one after that, which will be another. I, I don't know if I should say what they are because I feel like 
I don't know. It's your call. Follow you on Instagram, Honey follow, Hank. Yes, just follow me on Instagram at Honey Hank. And everyone asks why we are not at Honey and Hank, and that's because somebody else had already taken that handle with two dogs named Honey and Hank. So, <laughs> oh yeah, it just says Honey Hank is the at Instagram. Honey. Yes, yes. And we're gonna be. I'm gonna be posting more and more just about behind the scenes and collaborations that are going to be launching and also just generally like things about going on in my life like when I have we're about to do some work on our house and redoing a bathroom and a mudroom and um, kind of repainting everything and um, just updating my house and kind of re-engaging in that part of my life which has been pretty much left untouched for the last five and four and a half years um, while I've been busy building a business. Um, So yeah, follow along and I'll be talking about, you know, motherhood and what life is like, you know, being a working mom and just all the things creative and inspirational and um, mental health, which is another big passion of mine. Um, Yes. Gosh, being, I, being a, a, um, an entrepreneur and a business owner and, and struggling with anxiety is not an easy combination. So uh, it's not, I feel like anxiety has, has amped itself up. Mm. It's, I don't know if it's part of just getting older or, you know, being midlife. I don't, I don't know what it is, but I don't think that I've, think as much like I think I think more about things now than I did five years ago or 10 years ago I don't know it seems more amplified the anxiety sure we're worrying about and I don't know if that's just because of what's going on in the world and what we've had to endure the last couple of years and so everybody's senses are heightened but it's it's I real grief to that for sure I how do. do you manage your anxiety well, I do a lot better if I actually take time in the morning to, to pray and kind of meditate and read the Bible and like kind of center myself. Um, then the days I don't do that, it seems like it's worse. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I do have medicine that's helpful too. So medicine and therapy are like, they're such gifts from God because mm-hmm. I know I personally know people in my life that it has, it has been life changing and life giving, Mm -hmm. you know, it has made marriages whole again. Yeah. So I'm definitely all for that. I really need to get into a routine of having quiet time. Mm -hmm. It helps so much. (laughs) It really does. I mean, and I actually do need to find like a, a therapist or like somebody too. I mean, I just haven't had a lot of time over the last few, four years or so, but you've had no um, time. You've had no time. Yes. So, um, but yeah, I, I'm going to be kind of just like sharing more and more about, about those things. And, um, there's just a lot of other things that I kind of want to layer in to Instagram, to our, you know, kind of content of what, what I'm going to be talking about. So, right. Because honey and Hank now is not just about your products. Honey and Hank is your brand. 
and you are the brand and your life is the brand and the things that you do. So then now you can share whatever it is that you want to share that you feel is relevant. And then people can feel like they're part of honey and Hank. Exactly. I know. I can't (laughs) wait to meet honey and Hank one day. (laughs) That's so cute. Thank you so much for joining me and sharing part of your day. I really appreciate it. I know it was a journey. Absolutely. It was wonderful to talk to you. (laughs) Well, thank you. (laughs) Until next time. All right. Thanks so much, Faith. Bye, G.